Everybody, welcome to the space. I see uh, Amulet is here. A representative from Apollo, Anon is here. Got snails, got DSH in the audience. I see some people coming in and getting bounced out. Hopefully, Twitter's not that buggy today, but we're just going to talk about the Adam Economic Zone. We're going to talk about what's going on on the consumer chains. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk to Stride as well, right? Stride's a big one for the Adam Economic Zone. And um, we'll see how some of these chains, some of these apps, I should say, on these consumer chains, how they're able to work with each other, but also work with the hub to kind of grow out this uh, this AEZ. So I'm just going to share this. I'd appreciate it if you guys do the same, if you drop it in your Telegrams, Discords, whatever. And we'll just have a um, kind of a casual chat and let these app builders highlight what they want people to know about their apps. And by the way, if you're in the audience from one of these projects, you want to jump up and grab the mic, I'll, I'll definitely be able to get multiple projects up on the stage. In the past, what we've done is give each project its own time slot, but we are going to have some overlap today, which might be cool. You guys could even question each other or talk about any, any collabs that you may have set up prior. And if you're ready to come up, I know that Stride was supposed to come on at 11.45, so I'm early. If Amulet or Apollo Dow, if you guys want to jump up first, that's totally fine, and I'll make sure that everyone has time to talk about their own projects. In the meantime, we can do a quick uh, market recap, market review. Today seems to be, well, this week in general, this past week, seems to be pretty good. Bitcoin up 6%, Ethereum up 11%. That's the last seven days. That's pretty... uh, pretty good i know there are lots of inflows going into uh etfs for bitcoin and it looks like people might be front running a possible ethereum etf all that is fine by me maybe there'll be an even bigger sell the news event with the ethereum one though kind of toss that idea around on my live stream yesterday and um adam is holding above 10 bucks which is which is good to see it's been between like eight and ten for the longest time Try to get you guys the mics. Just give me a sec. Twitter's sometimes annoying. There we go. We got Mike coming up. We got Anon coming up. Yo, how's it going, guys? Hey, morning, morning. Oh, we got Mike up here too. Yeah, man. I thought I didn't know you were gonna start speaking. I thought I was gonna have to start calling you. Uh, no, no. I'm just um, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually just like get getting getting ready to go over to like a, a we work for for like our our time slot. But I figured. Might as well hop up while we have a little time to kill. See, see what's good with the boys. Yeah, Wait, are you still in Utah? Yeah, I'm at I'm at Mountain Dow. So, but yeah, like I said, we have to kind of change it around a little bit. There'll be some overlap. I mean, we could start. Um, we could start really um, talking about anything. 
And like I said, Stride was supposed to come up at 11.45. I started the space 15 minutes early just to make sure we're organized. Uh, Aether is not going to be on this space, so we only have three projects. I think the overlap will be perfectly fine. More than three projects, you guys know, it's, it's tough. And if you want to get your official accounts up here so that people can follow those people in the audience to follow those official accounts, set the notifications so you can see what's happening just feel free to have those people who are on those accounts request the uh the mic. Yeah, Bruce, if, if you're there, uh feel free to to request on the Apollo account. That way so you can just get more reach either way as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um Anon, you're not coming up as a speaker for me, but everything is good on your end, technically. Yeah, yeah, I can can you you guys can't see me on there. I mean this is one I could I could hear you just fine. I just want to make sure you're not having trouble because you're coming up as continuously requesting the microphone so i'll just ignore it i guess if everything's working on your end we could hear you so that's fine actually um we could uh i don't know i mean we could start talking about apollo dial first it's totally fine and amulet when you want to jump up we could jump to you guys and um i guess um the the best way to understand apollo is that you guys are just basically yield building yield generating um, vaults kind of like what people on Ethereum would be used to. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like our kind of core, core product are, is the vaults. Um, so yeah, obviously vaults can be kind of any, any tokenized strategy, right? So the ones we have now are kind of like pretty simple standard, like, uh, auto compounding vaults. Um, so yeah, just basically whatever, instead of you manually taking the rewards, compounding it into the position, the, these vaults just do it for you. And we kind of created the, the vault standard on Cosmos, which creates these vault tokens. So you can basically tokenize these positions. Um, and that, that part kind of, that kind of parlays into like our more complicated products, but we can get to those like a little bit, a little bit later. So sure. we have the vaults and then we also have the, the kind of our treasury, which we use to provide liquidity in, into the, like we use it in our own vaults and also into our pools. So I think, our non-Apollo treasury, uh, like through the, through the DAO, is around 1.5 million um, in assets plus the Apollo. But I don't really like to include it just because, yeah, it's just easier to to kind of keep it clean without adding native token. Um, so yeah, and, and that product kind of the the fees from our vaults goes into that, and then that kind of that product kind of goes into providing liquidity. So you can kind of say that we have like the vault product, but then we also have like this kind of like like liquidity as a service to support our our products. So it's kind of like I guess the, the easiest kind of way to explain it. Um, and then yeah, the the more complicated products we're working on is now that we created that vault standard, um, you can essentially take take that 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 liquidity position and it's tokenized. Um, so now you can create liquidity pools against it. So rather than having like um, you know you have the seven day lock on the wrap staked ETH ETH pool, and you have you have that token. Well, I think we're looking into basically creating a pool where you would pair Apollo against a vault token so you know on one side you'd have the vault token which is basically eth yielding 30 percent um uh, and then the other side would be apollo so liquidity providers could provide liquidity in there um and then since there's a seven day lock on that token this would be a way to kind of create liquidity but obviously um you know in order to exit it you're gonna have to exit through the apollo token or wait the seven days um and if you exit through that like that apollo token essentially obviously there's there's a fee um, on the token trading and in this case, um, the, the fee in the token trading would most likely or is going to be going back to the liquidity providers. So on our kind of our like flagship 
uh, liquidity pools is, um, you know, we have Apollo RevStake ETH, Apollo Astro, and Apollo USDC. And we provide the liquidity and in, in most liquidity in those. And there's a 3% tax on the buy and the sell. The buy goes to the, tre- to the team treasury and then the sell goes to burning Apollo. But on these new pools, um, you know, the tax on the exit tax will go back to the liquidity providers. Um, so it's, I'm not sure if any of you guys are kind of familiar with, you know, Forex trading or arbitraging and stuff, but with those kind of three different pools, as the different market, as the different prices tra- like change against Apollo, it creates um, basically these arbitrages. So you can create a, like a triangular arbitrage. Um, like for example, like a, a simple example would be if you can go basically like if you go from like USDC to ETH, you swap from ETH to Bitcoin and then Bitcoin back to USDC and you capture the arbitrage. And then you're, so you kind of capture the arbitrage and then you're back to that original token. So we kind of created those, that, uh, the, that system where people are kind of incentivized to kind of arbitrage between the pools. Um, and then obviously, you know, there's the burn tax and the tax. And, and then on these other tokens with like the locked uh, vault that goes into Apollo, you know, we want to re- basically, you know, at, when there's arbitrage, essentially it's like arbitrages versus LPs um, when you're on a DEX. So the more that the arbitrages make, they're kind of, you know, the less the LPs make, more or less, like to keep it simple. So we're kind of finding a way to essentially harness this volatility, which the only thing in crypto that you know for sure is going to happen is volatility. At least we hope, because otherwise, you know, it gets real boring. Definitely. No, that, I mean, that's, that's why I'm in crypto in the first yeah, place. I, the I volatility. Like, yeah, I mm-hmm. like the volatility. I don't, I don't, it's so boring to look at my stock paying out. It's like 1.2% dividend and I know it's going <laughs> to go up. Eight percent a year. It's 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 actually boring. And and with crypto, if you're if if you could handle the volatility, you could definitely profit off it. And I'm guessing you guys do. You guys have. I know you have your vaults on Neutron now, but you were building on Terra Classic, right? Or did you launch on Terra Classic and then get get done up by the UST peg and have to regroup? Yeah. So we launched. Um, I believe it was around. I think it was around Thanksgiving. 2021 because i remember i was at my parents house when i launched it funny enough but um so that was when we launched on terra and you know we we were live for around whatever seven eight months and you know we, we did pretty well there and and you know everything was going really well of course until the kind of the dpeg hit um honestly i kind of kind of a fan of our new model more than the old model just because you know the old model was kind of designed in late 2020 um like the whole war chest model of like you know creating this this war chest and the vault fees i'll go back to it and we were emitting the emitting tokens so it was a bit more of like an inflationary token then and and i think yeah i think the whole team has gotten a lot more experience than then so i think this kind of new model is, is definitely i think to me personally at least now is is actually more interesting than the original apollo and, and i think it comes down to this finding ways to basically create like sustainable uh rewards for the liquidity providers and to do that, it's obviously the arbitrages are kind of picking away at the the, the LPs, and in in this system we're creating, we're trying to kind of close that loop of, like I said, capturing the volatility, um, and then obviously capturing the volatility to burn the token, capturing volatility to to continue to fund the team, and then um, obviously, and the third one is to capture volatility to return to the LPs. So as opposed to like the arbitrages, now with like the arbitrages they come through, they can profit, but then also we profit. And then also in the other ones, there's going to be some um, of those rewards go back to the LP. So it's kind of a way to, you know, okay, arbitrages get to make their money and, and then LPs can actually recapture a bit of it. And then we get to decrease supply as well as fund the team. 
kind of all based off of um, of the volatility. So kind of just um, that's kind of like the the overview of it. I know um, Bruce is up here as well, so I'm not sure if he wants to, to chime in. Yeah, I, I think he covered it super well. I think he pretty much covered everything. I think the only thing I'd add is I think on your kind of last point, I think the thing that makes me, sorry, as a plane going it, but I think the thing that makes me most excited is that it's already a sustainable system, like uh, with inflationary incentives, they're going to run out at some point where we've kind of built a system without having to rely on that, without having to kind of have that as a crutch. It's very easy to go, um, oh, we're going to do an airdrop to everyone in our boat. Oh, look how smart we are. We've got X amount of TVL in our boats or pump out a load of incentives and then kind of, um, or even kind of airdrop points or, or, or whatever. But I think kind of, we, we took our time and, and kind of tried to design something that didn't require incentives. And now we've got to the point that even if we all left tomorrow, the, the, the volatility between Ethereum, Astroport, um, and these kind of um, USDC and kind of once we look at the Vault token pools as well, the volatility between these pools will basically always be driving volume for Apollo. Um, we're definitely not going to be leaving tomorrow. We've got kind of so much more to do and, and kind of very excited to kind of keep building it. But, but the fact that even within one month, we actually have a system that kind of sustains itself and will just kind of survive off the volatility of crypto um, is something that kind of really excites me compared to having these kind of inflationary incentives. Um, but apart from that, I think you absolutely nailed it. Cool. I mean, I, I like I like the way the look of this is kind of user friendly, especially for a beginner. If you guys want to just check it out really quick, it's um, app.apollo.farm. That's the one that I'm looking at. Uh, and I notice you guys do have some some integrations with Stride, which is cool, right? Another AEZ project. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Amulet introduce their app. And then, of course, we'll just go back and forth and um, we'll be able to give people all the information they want. And also, if you're in the audience, you want to type a question or something, just do it on the on the, the thread down below. I'll, I'll check that periodically and make sure the questions get asked because I'm definitely not going to think of everything on this space. Please feel free to uh, chime in. And if you want to come up, jump up on, on the stage, of course, you could request a mic. But uh, Amulet, you guys are building a lending borrowing protocol is that right they already got bored they already they already left basis yeah i mean I, I was actually really interested to, to speak with amulet so this could maybe be like an impromptu one but sure yeah, i think um and if until they're they're here i'd maybe say what i was thinking about that but yeah with, with amulet you know it's i don't know the the super details of it but something similar to like an alchemix type model i believe where you know you can put in interest bearing collateral and then you can take out this non-liquidatable loan um, so this this is kind of what I actually was interested in talking to them about is we have these vault tokens which are yield bearing, um, so maybe potential in the future to be able to deposit uh, deposit like yield bearing yield bearing uh, vault tokens into into Amulet, um, and then that way you can basically take out non liquidatable loans against against yield bearing um, collateral. But yeah, I think it looks like they're here, so let them jump in. I'm gonna go get ready. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. So sorry, I'm uh, running a little bit late. No, no, we I started a little bit early. It's not it's not you. Uh, how are you doing, Tejo? Sorry? Uh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I got I got a nice week off work, so I figure I'll spend all that time on spaces instead of hanging out with my family. And I think it's so far it's working really well for me. <laughs> That's funny. In a similar situation. I um so I what I what I said earlier before you jumped up is that We'll probably have a bunch of overlap with the different projects able to even interact with each other. Uh, but I'll make sure everyone has time to talk about their project. I want to let 
Amulet introduce themselves because they're kind of new. And then, of course, we'll we'll jump to stride and then back and forth between the three. Um, Aether is not going to be on this space. So I figured three projects is is, you know, totally manageable to have on the stage at the same time. I'll just do a space with them separately. But they had double book, which, you know, which happens. So uh, we'll um, we'll uh, yeah, we'll just we'll roll that way. I mean, you guys have pretty I don't want to say straightforward projects necessarily, but user friendly. And and kind of specialize, which will help the audience understand everything. But yeah, Amulet, good. If you're if you're there, jump in and um, introduce yourself, your project. Hey, Joe, can you hear me? Hey, sorry, um, I can't hear you, Amulet. I don't know if you were speaking. Would you mind just leaving and then coming right back? Hopefully, that fixes the issue. Yeah, so Twitter is still so buggy. It's really annoying because I think um, Twitter Spaces is probably the best feature of of Twitter. And I, I was hoping that by now that it would actually be its own application that was. Uh, firing on all cylinders but i guess we're just not going to have that eh? i guess you'll have to put in a, a word to the big man uh yeah we got Elon Musk, you know see see if you can get get there to him on here N- next time he rolls through settlers for a beer you'll have to uh, <laughs> but uh, i guess we could we could go to um stride um i mean you guys you guys are kind of like the the first liquid staking protocol and cosmos pretty much everybody is familiar with stride you guys are doing a pretty nice airdrop which i think is maximizing distribution and probably achieving the result that you want in terms of awareness and getting people to use your product uh, maybe you could just quick um give a little intro for stride for people that haven't used any liquid staking derivatives or are not sure exactly how stride works we'll get into the details obviously later but yeah feel free to uh to introduce yeah absolutely thanks so much joe i, I really appreciate that um just maybe give you guys a little background stride and maybe some of the exciting stuff going on right now uh, but I'll, I'll give you pretty brief so for those of you who aren't familiar stride is a liquid staking protocol in cosmos but the way that stride works is a little bit different than maybe like marinade or lido or Jito or other kind of lsgs you all might have heard of uh in that stride is not a smart contract but rather stride is uh its own sovereign blockchain and the reason for that is there are so many different Cosmos chains that each have really different environments. Like Cosmos Hub doesn't support smart contracts. Osmosis is Rust, Ethnos, EVM. Um, you know, there, there's so many different types of environments everywhere. The way Stride works is the Stride blockchain will open an account on other chains. So there's an account that the Stride blockchain owns on the Cosmos Hub, for example, on DYDX, um, et cetera. And uh, when we say owned, it, we don't mean that it's owned by like a multi-sig or by like the, the team. Rather, it's owned by the protocol itself. So it has the same kind of trust properties as IPC. Um, Stride has uh, 12 different LSTs across various Cosmos chains. Um, is the biggest LST provider in most of those chains has around like 150 million in TVL right now, um, with uh, the main tokens being uh, STTIA, ST Atom, and ST Osmo. Uh, but two exciting things that are going on in Stride right now um, is we're doing a pretty, we just launched STTIA and STDYDX. And there's a pretty um, uh, sizable airdrop for both those. So you all should go check that out on the main Stride page. Um, but there's uh, around 5 million Stride, which is 5% FTV, being given to TIA stakers, or so sorry, STTS stakers. Um, so if you hold STTIA, um, use it in some DeFi locations, you'll be eligible for this airdrop. It's pretty juicy right now. I think it's at north of 100% APR. Um, and then similar with STDYDX, uh, if you hold STDYDX for the first um, a uh, few months, you'll also be eligible for the Stride airdrop. 
I believe that one is also at um, like a 20% yield on the airdrop for just holding STUADX for um, a couple of months. So, but both really ex uh, exciting stuff. We've seen really good adoption. Uh, could definitely talk about it more as well. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I am looking at the page and it looks like, you know, the heavy hitters, like you said, it's Adam, Tia, and Osmo. And then some of the newer, smaller ones, I'm sure that there'll be, there'll be others that kind of end up with a high TVO. Let's um let's yeah, see. absolutely. Yeah, let, let me let me just let me back up and just make sure you know liquid staking derivatives, they're 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 gonna be unique probably to proof of stake. The problem that they solve is that with proof of stake, usually at least half of the tokens are unavailable because they're they're staked and a lot of times they're bonded for long periods of time. Some chains don't have the long bonding, so maybe liquid staking derivatives would not be as in those ecosystems but everyone that's been in cosmos knows that you know 14 21 28 day unbonding times for adam and, and the other tokens it creates a problem with um basically transactions right you you guys kind of liquid staking in general solves the 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 issue with these tokens being unavailable then there's less transactions, there's less um, economic activity, there's even less put into liquidity pools on DEXs, right? So I think that whether whether you've used liquid staking tokens or not, I think they're only going to grow from here, right? I, I would imagine you guys feel the same way. You guys are adding you guys are adding products every so often. It looks like now with Tia DYDX. Um, what's the What's like the main trade-off, I guess, for using liquid staking tokens that maybe some people should be aware of if, as they're going to transact in these ST tokens? Or yeah, you could even the, say just in, in general, I guess, with liquid staking drivers in general, and then we can get to stride. Yeah, the, the, these are all, uh, all, all great questions. So maybe uh, you, you absolutely hit on the benefit. Maybe just to, to restate it slightly. Uh, for most Cosmos chains, when they uh, get launched, uh, they uh, really want high economic security so people can trust the chain. So I think it's like DYDX chain, it matters a lot, but a lot of people have staked uh, DYDX tokens so that um, uh, users can trust in the protocol that, you know, if you have large uh, trading firms or institutions trading, they can trust there's manipulation because the economic security is sufficiently high. Um, but as a result, for most chains to encourage this activity, they have to give really high staking yields. And then uh, users don't really want to use those tokens in DeFi. So if you can get, let's say, 15% by staking your DYDX um, or 10% by trading on AMM or spy liquidity, you know, you're much more likely to just stake it, earn the kind of less risky yield as opposed to kind of incurring the IL from AMM or depositing into a lending protocol, et cetera. Um, so that's kind of the main advantage of LSTs. And to your point, you can also skip the unbonding period. So you can get liquidity in your tokens without having to wait 21, uh, you know, 14, 30 days, whatever it is. Uh, but the other big advantage, I think, is that you can use your tokens in DeFi as well. Um, in terms of the downsides, uh, there's a couple um, couple of major downsides, and we'll definitely talk about how we're trying to combat these at Stride as well. Um, so I can think of three main downsides. The first is smart contract risk. So if you're holding any sort of DeFi position, um, there's some chance that protocol itself can get hacked or um, you know can, can uh, run into some sort of uh, bug or technical difficulty, and that could definitely um, cause an issue. Uh, and two other reasons. One is um, or the second reason is you might not uh, have enough liquidity on the LST for what you uh, for for your use cases. So we talked to a few whales, for example, if you're trying to open like an eight figure SD atom or SDTO position, there might not be eight figures of liquidity in AMM. So you can't 
uh, liquidate that immediately on a SACS or a DEX, you have to go to like an OTC broker. But if you're holding, you know, eight figures of Atom, you could kind of liquidate that on Osmosis, on um, Binance, et cetera. And then the last reason is integration. So it's where, where can you actually use your token? So if I hold Atom, I can use it as gas, I can use it on Osmosis, Kujira, et cetera. Um, and for the LSTs, you want to make sure they're as usable as possible. Um, and, you know, if there aren't as many integrations, you're kind of giving up potential use cases. Um, we're trying to do things to help on all three of these fronts. So on the security perspective, Stride uses interchain security. So it has you know, billions of dollars of economic security, as well as we've done, I believe, nine audits at this point and have a, a pretty thoroughly tested code base. So we try to do a bunch of things to make the, the uh, LST holders themselves uh, much safer and can, can jump into this uh, if people are interested. Um, in terms of liquidity, you know, it's something we care about quite a bit at Stride, but it's probably the number one thing we can improve on is trying to get to deep eight figures liquidity for all, all of our LSTs. Um, but we're, we're hopeful that there's enough right now for uh, kind of most retail users. And the last one, integrations, um, we, we try to spend quite a bit of time uh, making sure L Stride's LSTs are used kind of anywhere in Cosmos. So if there's any DeFi protocols that don't accept Stride LSTs, um, please let us know and we'll try to integrate into them. Uh, um, maybe the, the last kind of thing people might not, uh, might be cautious about with LSTs is airdrops. One of the big reasons people hold uh, or stake Atom or Tia or Dimension or any of these tokens is that you expect to get airdrops. Um, and we're trying to work quite a bit as well with upcoming teams that are launching airdrops. Uh, so like Dimension, Nishia, Astria, uh, maybe Hyperlane. Um, so we'll release more details in the sim, but we're trying to make Stride LSTs uh, qualify for as many airdrops as possible. Yeah, I think a lot of people you know, would probably accept some of the other trade-offs if they were, were like, okay, well, I'm not giving up my airdrop eligibility, and now at least I have a representative token for Atom that I could use across all these different chains. Uh, and I did notice that Apollo does accept some of the stake tokens for their vaults, which is good. Um, and Amulet, by the way, jump in if you're back and your, your mic's working and everything. And we, we could get you in the conversation, but just curious, and either Apollo or um, Stride, you can answer. How do you guys work on those integrations? Is it just another token that needs to be kind of given the green light to be used in the protocol? Is there more that has to go into that, that partnership? How does that work? Yeah, that, that's a really great question, Joe. For, from our perspective, at least, uh, we try not to launch an LST if we think it's not going to be too successful. So prior to launch, we want to make sure there's demand for it, so people actually want to hold the LST version of the token, as well as want to make plans for all of our LSTs that there's good liquidity prior to launch. Um, so if we think we're not going to get good liquidity on like ST uh, DYDX, for example, we'll, we'll wait until we think we can have that to launch. And a lot of that usually ends up being talking to um, the kind of involved community members, holders of that token, uh, potential LPs, um, the core team. And once we think we have good buy-in, then we'll actually launch a token to make sure that um, you know, users of the product can, can actually find useful. Um, we're, we're pretty cautious about launching something and having it not be useful um, to people at launch. Yeah, and I think for us, it's probably a little bit of a simpler choice. Um, so kind of the way our vaults are designed, um, any pool on Astroport and soon Osmosis as well can basically be integrated. So yeah, I think we can kind of, um, if, if Stride, for example, makes the choice to launch it, it then makes it kind of a lot easier because we can kind of judge the liquidity that's already there, how much kind of volume is going through Astroport. Do we think we can kind of bring benefits to that? Is there kind of uh, additional stuff we can bring so it's not just kind of a, um, just a bolt on itself that doesn't really bring any benefits. So um, yeah, relatively easy to integrate, but a few choices need to be made just to 
I guess, kind of keep the focus um, narrow. Yeah, and I think the, the other thing too that's that's huge for us on like a more general note, as well as Amulet um, on the integration side, is the problem with, with with a lot of proof of stake is that the staking rate is so is like so high on these to- on these tokens. Like for example, Adam at twenty percent or, or whatever, and it's essentially kind of like a hurdle rate um, for DeFi. So if you're if you can't get more than twenty percent, you're not going to do anything but but stake. Um, so now with liquid that's staking, right. you can basically yeah. yeah you can unlock a bunch of capital um into DeFi because that that like we saw the similar thing with say like ust on terra the hurdle rate was 20 percent. so if anything that you did that you built had less than 20 percent yield your your product was basically irrelevant um so this is kind of where i think that 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 that, that hurdle rate um now that you can kind of basically still use the tokens in DeFi um is is pretty huge so kind of kind of reminds me kind of similar to like like a bond bond rate or interest rate like t-bonds like you know if, when the t-bonds are, are up at five percent People were kind of just, oh, I'll just hold this. Like, why would I do anything else with with more risk? And then, like, kind of as they go down, you kind of go a bit more, like, kind of risk on. So, I think that that, that kind of that, that's kind of huge. And then, obviously, I don't know if, if Amulet's still here, but I'm assuming that they're going to be taking in um, liquid staking tokens as their primary collateral for for their non liquidatable loans. Um, so, yeah, obviously, that that product re- relies on, um, I think, on, on yield bearing collateral. So. Yeah, I just um, I just asked him to leave and come back because he couldn't hear anything oh. I was saying. I couldn't hear oh, okay, what cool. he was saying. So hopefully it's hopefully it's fixed. If not, I'll just add as a co-host and maybe that'll fix it. But Amulet, did you did you get sorted out? Uh, they just left in June. I, I used to be like a, a pretty big uh, Alchemix guy back in the day, so kind of familiar with with the non-liquidable loan part of it. But, but yeah, I'll be interested to hear kind of what their what their plans are for sure. I just sent him the co-host invite. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. I, I, I've never figured Twitter out after like two years of doing this. It's <laughs> so it's so frustrating because this could be like the like the the killer social media app. It's basically like a a pop up podcast that's interactive with the audience. It's so valuable, and they they just there's just so many yeah. bugs. So I think especially for you, it's like you know you don't have the audience doesn't have to leave the platform to go somewhere else. So it's kind of right within yeah. the platform that they follow you on. Which which yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe you can hear them now so easy to schedule on twitter spaces compared to youtube as well we'll see all right see emily can you hear us i just invited him to speak ah. see if they uh yeah let me yeah. see if they uh come up so and so annoying man this could be this could be like the best app ever if they just like sort <laughs> their spaces because <laughs> think, think about how much more civil and productive the spaces conversation yeah. compared to people i remember the uh remember like the the whole oh there we go i think they're speaking oh perfect yes, can you hear me yep i can hear you <laughs> Hey, Thank goodness. We, we got you. Oh, now we got you. This is perfect. Perfect timing. Awesome. So great to be on this space with such illustrious, uh, illustrious speakers. Well, we, we want to get everyone caught up to speed on Amulet. And I want you to be able to speak for your own project, even though Apollo is pretty familiar with you guys. So why don't you just yeah, give, absolutely. Yeah, give us the overview, what people need to know, and then we'll get into specifics at, about all three projects. Yeah, of course. So. Amulet is basically um, designed to free up users from the kind of dilemma of staking their assets versus being able to leverage them. And we all know how everyone kind of really treasures their hard-earned atom or other staked assets, and they don't really want to risk necessarily putting them, um, you know, into a pool or into a lending protocol where they could get 
swiped, you know, by a redemption or by uh, liquidation. Um, and so the idea was basically to enable users to stake through Amulet or indeed allow, allow other strategies through Amulet, smart contracts. And um, with the beauty of um, ICQs, ICAs and IBC, um, be able to cross-chain stake on, say, uh, Cosmos Hub and have the rewards of their Atom upfront. So you can get a loan of effectively up to 50% of your state position in Amatom. And the idea is kind of a really cool blend, we hope, we think um, people will see it that way, of uh, TradFi and Web3 and uh, DeFi, where users can feel more comfortable um, accessing their value and getting the best of being both the borrowers and lenders on their own tokens, um, no rehypothecation of their deposits, and then they can go and play in the uh, casino that is Web3 um, with their Amatom, knowing that their principal is still staked. Um, and ultimately, you know, whatever they do with their Amatom advance, we're calling it an advance because it's like getting your loan, um, your, your, your staked rewards up front early. So you, you get an advance on your on your kind of yield. Um, whatever happens with that, whether you choose to spend it, hedge with it, you know, pull it. Um, we had a great call earlier today with Levana about using it on their uh, protocol to, to get um, perps on it. Um, you can still go back to your principal and it's self-repaying. So at the end of the day, um, as those rewards come in, you end up with your principal um, withdrawable um, without having kind of lost out on that main asset that you own. Um, and we've had some great conversations with Stride and with Apollo about how to make it composable with them. And we're also going to be talking to lots of other protocols when we go live on mainnet about integrations with money markets, with CDPs, everything and everywhere. But the main kind of target we're starting off with is there's obviously this ton of locked up value on Cosmos Hub, um, in Atom in particular, also in other assets as well, but particularly Atom. And I think the reason that we haven't as an ecosystem yet seen the kind of activity that we see on Ethereum and on other protocols is because nobody really has an incentive to kind of unstate their Atom and deploy it elsewhere as opposed to, um, you know, uh, kind of put it um, just simply passively staking and earning um, and not being kind of uh, inflated against. Um, so we're hoping to help ensure both security of the network with continued staking at a high level, but also the ability to tap into that value for whatever you want to do. All right. You, you mentioned something that kind of went along with what Anon mentioned earlier. If the staking rewards are above a certain threshold, I would say that threshold is probably like in the 18 to 25% range. People are just going to stake, right? And I think that kind of caused some problems that we didn't feel until much later on in the early part of the, you know, the development of DeFi and Cosmos, where you would have DeFi protocols like Osmosis forced to compete with that. And they were forced yeah. to give these like these crazy APRs just to draw liquidity to the decks and it did work right osmosis had like something like two billion in liquidity at one point and and i think like a billion just in their atom osmo pool which is crazy but then like the long-term effects of that is now you've emitted all these tokens that you you can't do it again like you can't offer these aprs again now we see staking aprs coming down across the board right atom osmo stargaze 
closer to single digits is definitely better for DeFi, like way better for yes. DeFi and transactions, right? You want activity to happen. Um, I guess uh, the three of you all have that in common is now you're taking advantage of this people that are going to do more than just staking, unlock some of the liquidity, create these other protocols and these other opportunities. So I guess I guess my question is, and this will go around to each of you, you could just take turns answering, but you guys have similar, I would say, similar end goals with a, a different protocol to get there. As, as a user, I, want, I have my stake, Adam. Now I get, I, I either unstake or, or, or what it, you said M Adam is the amulet version, then I have ST Adam, and then I know that there are, there are um, tokens that represent positions on, um, on Apollo. For each of you, what can I do with that token immediately, right? And and do I and what can I gain by doing that? I guess in just simple terms. You don't have to go too much into specifics, but I guess I'll I'll start with Amulet and then we'll go to Stride and then and then um, Apollo. Sure. So our ambition, and obviously we're we're only just live on Testnet in the last two weeks. Um, we've had a phenomenal re um, response from the community that we're growing. Um, but our whole ambition is to allow users the freedom to monetize their assets and their strategies how they see fit. So that's why it's incredibly composable with Stride, with Apollo. We've had approaches from Persistence and Quicksilver, and we're hoping to reach out to other markets that will allow users both to um, kind of employ, employ and deploy through Amulet the strategy that they prefer and then also leverage that strategy relatively safely because they're not at risk of liquidation um, using Amulet. And then they take their, um, their advance, they take it whether it's Amatom or Amtia or whatever else they're using um, and they can then do whatever else they want to do that. And this whole composability is what makes DeFi thrive. So if, for example, I mean, there's some strategies we outlined in, in a long Twitter thread that we did some time ago that's still that's still um, available in our pinned tweet. You know, say you you want to um you know you want to leverage and you want to um just like you know, have more atom, you know, fine, you can just have more atom by um in, increasing the exposure, but also you could decide that you're gonna use it in another protocol to borrow a stable coin. Um if you happen to be unlucky enough to be liquidated on your AM atom, you've still got your atom in Amulet. Similarly, if you'd used an Apollo Vault to borrow against, same position, you'd still have your Apollo Vault via Atom if you had had used ST Atom to do um, the same thing, you still have your ST Atom via Amulet. You can't really do that very easily in any other way without risking your whole position um, on another protocol. So that's what we're aiming to do is kind of really work with other protocols and make the whole DeFi ecosystem on Cosmos a lot livelier. Cool. That definitely helps. And um, yeah, Stride, why don't you guys... I know that you did touch on this, but we do we did get like a whole bunch of people come into the room the last like five, ten minutes. So be a little a little repetitive today. No, absolutely. Uh, it's a great question. So if you already have staked Adam, um one nice thing, you can go to app.stride.zone um, and you can immediately convert your staked Adam to ST Adams. You don't have to, you actually don't have to go through the unbotting period. Um, this is due to some really nice work that Zucky and a few others uh, um, I kind of worked on. Uh, but it, it allows for, you know, much better, uh, uh, much better kind of onboarding. So you don't have to wait the, the 21 days and then you can do whatever you want with your ST atom after, after that. Um, in terms of what, uh, where you can actually use that ST atom, I think at this point we try to make it so 
SDN can be used pretty much anywhere you can use regular uh, Atom on the interchain. So um, you can LP on Osmosis or Astroport. You can deposit it into Mars or UMI or Nitron. Um, you can mint a stablecoin against it, like USK on Kujira um, or uh, IST with Agoric. Um, that you can um, uh, deposit into Nolas, take out a lease on it. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, emulate pretty soon. Um, pretty much anywhere that you use Cosmos DeFi, you should be able to use Stride's ST, uh, ST tokens as well, uh, especially ST Atom. So okay, kind of the, the full suite of Cosmos DeFi products. Perfect. Okay. Okay. I actually didn't even know that you could use it on Nolas, and I do visit Nolas from time to time, so that's interesting. Um, yeah, um, yeah, that sounds really cool. It just gave me an idea for a video. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, I'll go to Apollo next or Anon, whoever's going to be speaking. Just uh, no, I'll, I'll keep well, it short on, on this one. Uh, I usually... Uh, I have like a, a thing where I try to make everything into one sentence and that's how you truly understand it. But so I think how these things kind of work together is for example, stride, you're basically, like I said, you're ba creating a, a position where you can basically use your, your staked assets, but they're liquid, you know, and now it's liquid. It's like, you have a liquid position, Apollo, we make that your LPs are liquid positions. So we're kind of like LP staking liquid, like liquidity, they're staking liquidity. And then there's amulet. Basically you can deposit these assets into amulet, and you can take out your yield in advance. And, and then you have those assets that are yield bearing. So slowly over time, your principal is going down. So I think that's kind of how I see the three of them like work together in as few words as I can do. Perfect. And then I, I know you mentioned in the beginning that you guys will have a token, a token to represent vault positions. Are there any integrations for those particular tokens just yet? Or is that something that you are working on? Sorry if I missed that, if you said it already. Yeah, I think um, I, I'm a, I know we definitely should um, talk with Amulet again um, soon. I know we had talked about the idea around it. I know they're starting with the liquid staking tokens, I believe. But yeah, like essentially you'd be able to use like your liquid LP position, um, you know, deposit it in and then, yeah, take take your loan out against that. Get your kind of get your yield up front more or less. Yeah. And then so I think that um, I know I, I personally would, would be interested in doing that as well or, or even using it um, for the Apollo Treasury since we don't like to have any positions that are um that can be liquidated with within the treasury obviously because it's it's managed by like a multi-sig and all this stuff and you don't want to just you don't want to just get screwed on like a scam wick or something like that and then you you get liquidated so i think something like amulet is would be really good for 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 that for liquidity providers and and liquid staking providers to be able to kind of all right i'm providing like you could even provide liquidity to a liquid staking pair so you'd have like you know uh for example like state tia tia um, and then you could like create that liquid staking position into a liquidity pool. So now you're providing liquidity and you have the staking rewards and then you can put it into Amulet and then you can take out a loan against that. And then you free have like kind of free capital, but you're also getting the, you get all the, the swap rewards and you're getting the stake tier rewards um, as well as any other rewards on the pool. So I think that you could, yeah, you know, really unlock like basically the highest yield um, by doing something like that because you're, you're getting, you know, all, all the swap fees, you're getting the staking APR um, as, as well as now you can unlock that capital up front. Um, so you're providing liquidity, securing the network, and you get, you have, you know, free capital. So it's kind of a, an interesting concept if you think of it that deep. Yeah, it is. And I always felt like even like the LP positions on Osmosis, you know, could have been used for a lot more than just kind of, kind of, um, yeah, so we we actually are going to be tokenizing the 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 consecrated like the supercharged liquidity positions as well. Um, 
not sure exactly when still still have to go into audit but we'll we would be able to do that so in theory you could even do like you could be a, a liquidity provider in say like staked atom atom supercharged pool um, and then i don't know exactly why you'd want to do this per se or whatever you could even take that liquidity position and ibc it to neutron um and then you could like you know pair that with something or, or do whatever so i think it unlocks a lot of composability to, to be able to tokenize vault positions it doesn't um, technically those tokens are are diversified right so there's that as well yeah all right um no this so, is so a- we did we did have our leverage yield farming with osmosis which kind of utilize these vault tokens um this was kind of this was before kind of the move to to concentrate liquidity so that kind of changed things a bit and this was back in kind of the osmosis inflationary era um that we did kind of with mars um so yeah not that many integrations at the moment but but i think that's kind of an example of, of something we we could do and would like to do again um but yeah i think it, there is a lot more you can do with lps and i think um yeah you, you can't really have a a liquid staking token without um uh, the lp pools without having a way that you can kind of trade between it and liquidate it. It, it it kind of um i think that's kind of at least for me is probably the most core bit of, of liquid staking tokens is, is having deep liquidity so you can actually utilize them for all these benefits um, that we've kind of been discussing. You know, the, the reason why I keep I keep like drilling on this is because from an end user's perspective, this is kind of what I foresee. And I think I have the right combination of projects on at the same time, right? Whether between Stride, Apollo, and Amulet, you could, by using these tokenized representations of the different positions, create um, just a, a super diversified single token that has multiple underlying positions that represent DeFi strategies, like a composite of DeFi strategies, simply within the Atom Economic Zone, or one that represents just DeFi activity across across Cosmos. And that, that's kind of why I'm keep kind of asking and nitpicking this this idea because it would be a tremendous onboarding experience. And I could come in, buy my Atom on a centralized exchange, send it to my Kepler wallet, visit Neutron, and then I could. I could I could actually actively manage these different positions using all your apps, or there was like one or two tokens that represented multiple strategies at the same time. Yes, yeah, I, I think it's very cool. I think it's this is kind of I think why uh, it's the same with kind of liquid staking tokens. I think kind of any way that you kind of tokenize these these yield opportunities, it just unlocks a whole new level, and then you kind of tokenize that unlocks a whole new level. And I think um, I think Cosmos has always done well at kind of onboarding. Uh, newer users so i think kind of or newer users to crypto as well um so i think kind of the more um simple you can make it and the kind of the easier you can integrate people into the ecosystem the the better it is um so yeah exactly and, and and of course at the very end it would there would be a lot of positions to unwind to go backwards but there, there could just be a liquidity pool if someone wants to exit this i don't know what you want to call it cosmos DeFi token or whatever represents 10 other tokens eight other strategies you could just set up a liquidity pool to swap it directly back into Adam, right? And I think it's it's um it's interesting because I don't know. I think that other ecosystems kind of have a similar similar situation as Cosmos, where you have all these small teams working independently of each other. You don't really have kind of a unifying protocol on any chain that I could think of. Ethereum is is so massive, Solana is kind of massive, and Cosmos we know. Not only is it massive, it's all separate chains. So this is an interesting idea. I would love to see this at some point where I could onboard my friend from ETH or Bitcoin and say, look, 
you could get this one DeFi token that represents 10 strategies or 10 other tokens simply by swapping your atom into it and you don't have to manage it. It's diversified. It gets managed by several different independent protocols. Even if one protocol gets screwed up, it's not going to be a catastrophe. And, and there's that. I think actually the most difficult thing on this is the, the weighting side. Um, so like, how do you weight the different tokens? And I think kind of that's the, probably the, the, the core bit of this. If you have it yeah. just done on percentages, for example, like you have, um, if one of the tokens then goes up, um, you're basically then selling that off. So you basically end up selling your stronger performers. Um, but if you do it on kind of pure um, weighting, that can be, yeah, it, it has other issues as well. So I think that's kind of the, the biggest challenge there. Um, look, but maybe something like governance could solve that. Uh, but yeah, sorry. I keep I'm not a dev. You. No, it's okay. I'm not a dev. I'm just coming up with the idea. It's up to you guys to make it work for me. That's all. Yeah, I'm not a dev either. I just have overactive sweat glands. <laughs> I saw. I saw that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, bro. I'd be sweating way more, way worse than any dev ever sweat. <laughs> that now's the time to sweat because you don't know we're entering this Bitcoin happening. It just might everything just might shut off and not turn back on. We don't know what. <laughs> hey guys. Um... You know, uh, listening to this space uh, makes me a lot of very bullish um, with teams here. Um, Apollo, Stride, and Amulet. By the way, Amulet is uh, funded by Dow, and uh, Robin has been amazing to deal with and, and work with. Um, you know, she's been very transparent throughout her entire process, so I'm, I'm bullish on the team. Um, but I was thinking, since we have all of these protocols, building like a nice front end similar to what InstaDap has on Ethereum, if anyone is building that, you know, please reach out. Uh, well, I think, love um, that. I, think for I think 42 is building that. That's some, or something similar to that. 42 money. Yes, I'm looking into, into yeah. 42 money. Uh, yeah, I met, I met them so. in Istanbul at Cosmoverse and they kind of told me they were looking to build, yeah, kind of like a front end. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm actually going to get a preview it. of that in the next like week or two. I just have to set it up, but I did talk with them and they are kind of hell-bent on creating that that night front end so yeah i mean that'd be really cool all your content bro what's that we're front running all your content <laughs> yeah i got i got a backlog man i might not get this <laughs> quarter three but but yeah like making you know all these protocols composable and and very easy for the you know the, the end user especially for new retail that want to come in kind of uh, solidifies adam's position here as being like that interchain capital token where you have one token that you can access various forms of DeFi strategies um, and yeah, and, and access them simply. You know, I, I mean, I kind of envisioned the same thing. And I think, I think it works with Adam, despite not having the smart contracts, because we have Neutron so close to the hub and we have Stride so close to the hub. We have other chains that are coming. And and I think um, just the fact that it's so accessible on all these centralized exchanges, it, it, it ICS always kind of made sense to me on paper. Like this, this can work. This can this can be like the the whole driving force behind the ecosystem. And people, all they have to do is go on Coinbase and buy some Atom tokens. Or you don't want to go on a centralized exchange. You got some ETH sitting in a in a wallet. Just do an atomic swap. Get into the, get into the ecosystem so easily. And then all these little projects building out that are kind of composable they can have integrations between each other without sacrificing the independence of those teams i think it's i think it it, it definitely the, the way that i see it uh, from the end user's perspective it, it's very enticing it's very enticing and just kind of something to look forward to 
Yeah, yeah I a think... lot of things. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You first. I was just going to say, um, the way I view Adam is kind of like, if, if you guys are Power Ranger fans, uh, the Megazords, where you have, you know, the head, um, you have the arms and the legs. Um, that's how I would view it. Because, uh, you know, it doesn't have smart contracts and L1 premiums, it has a premium to, you know, these smart contracts, especially with new chains launching with zero TBL and no activity and overvalued, right? But if you if you look at Adam, you'll have, you have Neutron as a smart contract, you have Stride, uh, and you'll have potentially um, another EVM one from Aether and then hopefully Noble, right? But th that's how I see uh, Adam as like that center point for all of these utilities. Um, so when you have like a nice front end to to utilize all of these, you know, arms and legs, uh, it, it makes it a killer, you know, uh, interchain capital token. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I, I, could, I could almost see it like becoming more clear once I spoke with Neutron and I was like, man, Neutron is like in such a nice position in, in, the, in the ecosystem. Plus there's obviously Stride, which has kind of a head start on liquid staking tokens. I, I can't wait to talk to the other ones that are building uh, Aether and, um, and of course, like you said, hopefully Noble, right? And, and then it's almost like you have a whole ecosystem right here, plus there's the broader ecosystem. And then, of course, what everyone else is doing with the bridges, with Axelar and, and all that. So, um, damn, I, I, I'm so far off my script here. I've got to find where I left off because I do have, I do have <laughs> like actual questions, right? And not just like me telling a story. Let's see. Um, well, okay. Jay, <laughs> all while right. you're so, finding your... um, this actually could go for all three projects. So you guys can answer it one by one. Um, I know Stride touched on this earlier. I guess I want, I'm curious about how you identify when you're going to release or form a new strategy, or how do you choose what LST is going to come next? What, how do you evaluate this um, from, from your point of view? What, how do you kind of test the market for supply demand and also just overall reliability of the, of the strategy? I guess we'll we yeah. just talk. Right? Yeah, totally. It's a great question. Um, so we try to do a few things. One is we look at how much of the actual token is being used in DeFi currently. Not just like the market cap of a token, but like are people LPing this? Are they taking out like loans against our emitting stable coins? Um, so so that, that's like the, the first step for do people. Like some assets are really big and popular, but people don't use them as money or as collateral very often, in which case it tends not to be a super attractive LST. Um, some things that might go into this are like how many people use the token on chain? How high is the staking yield? Um, yeah, that that's like the first step. And then uh, we also try to see like how open the team is. Um, if the community, like if there's been a lot of demand from those people, like people DMing us on Twitter or Telegram, um, we actually do read all of those. And um, that does really help inform like where you want to grow into next. Um, the other thing we do is try to see like what how easy or hard might be to get liquidity. So talking to community members, see if they want LP or talking to the, the core team. Um, so that's something that actually like ends up being pretty useful. Um, and that, that also helps guide our discussion quite a bit. Um, and then the last thing we try to try to look at is just on the technical end, like how hard is this? Um, most standard Cosmos change should be pretty straightforward. Some are a little bit different, like Dimension or Evmos. Um, and so for those, we take a look at like how the chain actually works under the hood, make sure that we can actually support like the LST for, for that uh, token. Um, and then, yeah, uh, that's, that's about it. It's a, uh, from after we think we have like good BD buy-in to actually use the token, it's pretty quick for us to go from that point to um, actually like deploying the LST. 
Cool. Same question for Apollo. Just rephrase to kind of vault strategy versus LST. Yeah, I think it's pretty more simple for us. Uh, I guess we kind of touched on this earlier, but I guess kind of liquidity and and volume are probably well liquidity and and yield and volume are probably the three considerations we need to take into account there's less kind of concerns on kind of the technical integration um i think kind of it will come more into play when we start looking at kind of integrations of our bolt tokens into other strategies it'll be a little bit more complex like what is the, the amount of dev time we'd have to put into it what's the kind of the, the kind of the cost breakdown analysis how much could we generate from that uh, but yeah I, I think the simple kind of Volts based on um, Astroforce or Osmosis soon. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. More, more liquidity and more yield, the better it's for us. And, and you guys are able to kind of kind of predict that you you could you could run a model and just um, kind of pick the winners, right? Like that. Yeah. Well, I guess kind of especially with something like uh, Astroport Volt, it, it it probably takes a day or two to to kind of. Um, launch them at the moment. Kind of our, our biggest hurdle is going through Astroport governments for our tax pools. So kind of looking to um, maybe try and kind of smooth that um, a little bit more. Um, but yeah, because of that, it's kind of less risk. Um, so yeah, I think it's more kind of picking at the moment, picking which are the, the most popular ones, which have the highest yields um, and kind of going from there. I think kind of as we've only just launched, kind of avoiding just suddenly launching 200 volts on, on or 50 volts on, on day one um, and kind of slowly bringing in kind of the most popular ones um, and, and kind of going from there. But, but yeah, also the calculations are pretty simple because it's just kind of um, basically liquidity, what percentage is that we, we think we can get times yield uh, times uh, 15%, which is the performance fee. From um, Amulet's point of view, I think we take um, kind of a slightly kind of nuanced approach because we really want to make sure that um, both we serve users like the, the strategies and the assets that they want, but also have a bit of mindfulness towards like what is sustainable. So, you know, you might think like certain kind of projects that came out, you know, I won't name names, but some of them came out with incredibly high yields but then they kind of like a firework kind of bang and then disappear that's not what we're here for really we're going to make sure that like we basically are uh, going to be incentivizing and and supporting users with kind of the blue chips first and foremost if you like amongst um the the uh tokens and the strategies that we're going to support because we want to be here not just for this bull run but for all the ones uh, bears and bulls to follow and to be able to protect users' positions in and out of all of those cycles. It's funny, actually, I, I think my speaker, um, my mic wasn't working earlier. It was interesting when you guys were talking earlier about Atom. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a few years ago when people were talking about Bitcoin as being a dinosaur and what the hell, you know, everybody was much more excited about, um, you know, what was possible in, in other um in other ecosystems and there were like millions of other kind of tokens that people could be more excited about but you know bitcoin is a bit slow and what can you do with it and and so on and in a funny way um although obviously the uh use case is different it slightly reminds me of how people are talking about atom when they fud it a bit these days it's like you know they think oh atom isn't the you know the latest thing or whatever but oh my god you know in my view it's like it is the cornerstone of the whole 
Cosmos ecosystem and actually, you know, if people are talking about Cosmos outside of Cosmos, they're thinking about Atom first and foremost. Um, I think probably from within the ecosystem, people can forget that a little bit. Yeah, uh, that totally resonates to me. I think, especially when we can talk to a lot of people outside of Cosmos about like exporting SQ tokens to like Ethereum or Solana or elsewhere. And Atom is by far the most recognized token. And it's also, um, uh, there's maybe one thing we've also observed, which is people care a lot about, uh, um, like this overall market cap of a token like Atom. But one thing we observed also that seems really relevant is, uh, like how much people want to collateralize against that, uh, those tokens in DeFi. Um, and we've seen Atom has been like consistently the most used token in Cosmos DeFi, even if it's not the highest market cap right now. Um, so just another plus one too. I think Atom will, um, you know, uh, it has like a really long history and it will continue to see that uh, it kind of use that history to, um, you know, to, to cement its place in DeFi, especially as there's more DeFi activity uh, kind of happening in Cosmos. I think it's kind of, that's an interesting point, I think, because I think um, in terms of what tokens people want to speculate on, they want the, the highly volatile ones. But if you're using something as collateral in DeFi, realistically, the the less volatile it is, um, potentially the better um, if you're not if you're worried about liquidations and stuff. So um, maybe that's why Atom works so well. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of the reason why it's uh, being overshadowed for a lot of the new chains that are launching. You know, people are saying Celestia, Celestia. Yeah, Celestia is great, but it doesn't have, you know, the governance that Atom has. Uh, it doesn't have the history that Atom has, and it doesn't have the stable stableness of, of the token um but because a, a lot of these new chains uh, tend up to being uh overvalued and overhyped and i'm not saying that celestia is overvalued or overhyped it's just more of the market sentiment and bull cycles um but you it's, know they, they end up doing multiple but, x's and retracing 90 percent so um you know adam has been battle tested for multiple cycles now so it's it's something that you as a long term you kind of feel safer in than newer chains I don't know if you guys can you guys still hear me? I had a little problem with my phone. I don't okay, cool. No, what what I wanted to say to piggyback on that, I just I did my live stream yesterday and one of the things that I talked about was was some research that I found that showed that during the bull market, last bull market, um, over twelve thousand tokens got launched and almost nine thousand of them or just over nine thousand of them are completely failed projects. And Adam has survived three bear markets, right? Uh, 2019 sorry three cycles i should say and um i think that alone kind of tells me okay price discovery has already happened right the, the the value is about right if anything it's slightly undervalued knowing what we know about ics building out this atom economic zone um and actually that that actually leads to my next question this is gonna be this is guys this is going so smooth for me even though i completely diverted from my my plan but um <laughs> i guess again from the end user's perspective kind of see some things happening in atom economic zone it it looks like a mini ecosystem is building out what do you guys see as builders and curious jay you could definitely jump on this too because you probably know a lot more than me of what's coming what what do you hope is coming to the atom economic zone itself and how is it going to kind of help your individual protocols with growth expansion and just becoming more um more prevalent and i guess i'll start with i'll start with amulet and then you guys can just go around amulet apollo then stride 
Well, I think that what we have lacked, and which I am, of course, going to say Amulet is going to help facilitate along with um, the other guys on this uh, space and lots of other builders, is that flow of liquidity um, within Cosmos with uh, kind of opportunities um, for users. Because it's one thing for like people to say, oh, I'm going to, you know, mint this token or I'm going to start a DEX or whatever. But unless you have users and you have liquidity, then it's just sitting there not doing anything. Um, with the AZ, what you have is an ecosystem developing. And with that, you have network effects, you have composability, you get opportunities. And the thing is, is that there are lots of different types of users with different risk appetites, uh, different uh, wallet sizes uh, and different um, objectives. And what you want in a healthy ecosystem is a diverse range of opportunities for all different kinds of users. And that's what I think is coming to the AEZ. And because the AEZ is much more cohesive and coherent than anything we've seen before in, in Cosmos, and because it is going to open up all these new opportunities, I think you're going to see a lot of both the existing users and a lot of new users coming in, very excited about what they're finding. I also think that um, what we're going to see on the AZ is hopefully, and we're trying to really lead the way on this, is a very user-focused experience um, in terms of actually interacting with the protocols, interacting with the front end, uh, a, 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 a sense of um, you know uh, comfort and security in um, for users who are you know not going to be accessing the back end directly. They're going to be using front ends, and they're going to want to use it in a way that feels familiar and comfortable so that not everybody is like a complete degen who's happy to completely AI ape into anything they want to use something that they can use every day and indeed not use every day check in and out once a week once a month you know and not actually have to kind of monitor it constantly and um what we're very excited about at Aminit is seeing how users are kind of responding to that approach because um the kind of feedback we're getting on our testnet is wow this feels like you know something professional this feels like something super easy and intuitive. And I think that there's a lot of that happening um, in Cosmos now, and it's really cool. I would I would add that like for the first time, I wouldn't say first time this year, but since the birth of AADAO, um, we've finally trying to facilitate a lot of collaboration, collaborations with informal, collaborations with Interchain Foundation in terms of, well, if somebody comes in here and wants to build, who do they talk to, right? So we're working on setting up, you know, a structure for that. Um, and like Robin said, like when you onboard like a consumer chain or a partial set security chain, you get a network effect, you get the collaboration aspects versus something like, you know, ethos and eigenlayer doing are just, you know, they're focused on quality while we're focused on quantity. So we're not trying to onboard a thousand, you know, uh, AEZ chains, but the ones that add meaningful value that, you know, works well and you know I, I look at them as partner chains more than consumer chains if anything um and then in like i mentioned for you know a dao like uh, our goal is to to help facilitate um you know the adoption of atom not just within the, the atom economic zone but across the interchain and even outside of it so uh, you know atom has been you know that governance chain where there hasn't been a real representative to kind of help facilitate stuff, right? You need that BD development aspect of it, just as Solana Foundation has it, and just as, you know, Avalanche and everything. 
at least at this stage of it. Um, it's very sufficiently decentralized, but part of the decentralization comes with the setbacks of not having, you know, that core team to facilitate movement and adoption of it. And, you know, for the first time, we're trying to, to do that for it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Maybe just piggybacking off that. Um, uh, a couple of things. Uh, we work pretty close. Uh, sorry, uh, you know, part of the AZ. Um, we try to work pretty closely with other people in the space as well. Uh, we've made some pretty good uh, progress, I think, on kind of keeping the Stride and Neutron partnership, moving more of Stride's liquidity over Neutron, uh, moving some of the on-chain actions from Osmosis to Neutron, um, and have been pretty uh, seen really receptive kind of feedback from the Neutron team as well. I think that can end up becoming really meaningful. Um, and then we've also been working a lot more with the AA DAO recently. Um, and just hats off to Kira's Day and kind of the whole AA DAO uh, team. I think their roadmap for this year is it, really good. It was already quite good. And I think it seems really crystallized into something that um, is going to be really impactful for Adam. And one thing to, to especially call out on the AZ and Adam in general is uh, it seems like there's a big push from the A down a lot of people this year to uh, help focus on Adam BD. And I, I just have really optimistic about those efforts. I think it's going to go really well. And um, it's something Adam has kind of been missing for a long time. Um, but given all these benefits, I don't know, kind of already talked about, it's kind of deep uh, resilience um, and long back history. Um, I think with a lot of these new efforts, we're going to see kind of uh, Cosmos DeFi continue to, to bloom and hopefully uh, become one of the most used tokens in crypto DeFi. Yeah, I, I think they're some very good answers, hard to follow. Uh, but I, th I think for me, I, I think um, I've always felt that kind of Cosmos has, has kind of excelled in, in kind of the the kind of the, the deep technical side it has had um, definitely in, in our team's opinion, kind of the, the best tech out there, but, but it's, it's really kind of translating the best tech into kind of user-facing applications that, that kind of users want to use, that users are excited to use, that kind of um, brings new people to the ecosystem. Um, and I think we're, we're really kind of starting to see that. Um, I think we've really kind of, um, obviously kind of the market's heating up has definitely kind of helped as well, but I, I think we've really kind of started to see a shift of people just kind of just holding Atom or just kind of staking these assets. Um, to really kind of a DeFi ecosystem starting to to blossom. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of the most exciting um, thing for me. And I kind of seeing all these kind of different teams, but also kind of these different um, groups, accelerators and everything kind of coalescing around um, around Atom and really kind of kickstarting this growth. Um, and I think also kind of the, the quality of, okay, maybe this is, I don't just mean us, but I mean uh, in general, kind of the quality of the dApps you see on Atom, I would say, um, are of a very high standard um, when you compare to kind of other ecosystems. Um, I don't know if that came across badly. I didn't mean it in a bad way, but uh, yeah, I just think if you go to these front ends, if you kind of interact with all these different dApps, they are very smooth. They're very nice to use. They have cheap fees. Um, they're very user-friendly. They're very obvious. Um, yeah, I, I think just kind of seeing more of that and seeing more of the growth is, is very uh, positive. Cool. Um, I, I appreciate you guys going into such detail with these questions. Um, I'm really sorry. I can't hear Amulet, but I'm definitely going to listen to this back and I might have some follow-up questions for your, you and your team. If you don't mind, I, I usually will probably just bother you on, on Telegram or something like that, but I'm definitely going to listen to this back because now I think Amulet's the kind of app that I would, me personally, I would use. And I'm, I don't consider myself like this DGEN, like DeFi expert. I like at best, I'm an intermediate Web3 person, crypto person. I do have a good amount of my assets staked. I don't have all of them staked, but I have a good amount staked. Uh, but, but yeah, I definitely want to look into this. And of course, with Stride and Apollo, which, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm 
probably gonna have questions for you guys as well. Um, I guess, I guess last question, I'll just go around and I'll give you guys a chance to cover anything that I missed that you want people to know about your, your app, what's coming to your app that might be interesting to people that are listening. Um, even if you want to just go back and recap the, the basics of what you laid out in the beginning, because we do have a bunch of different people in the room than we had at the beginning of the space. So definitely take this opportunity to reach them as well. I'll kick off. Uh, I'm really sorry you've not been able to hear me, Joe. Um, firstly, like I said at the beginning, our testnet is uh, live. We are um, running uh, essentially um, a fully-fledged version of what we're going to be doing on mainnet, um, but in testnet version across uh, Neutron and uh, Cosmos Hub. I think it may be one of the only um, sort of true cross-chain um, test nets that's in existence. So um, we've made it as easy as possible. You just go on our test net, claim um, when you when you enter the test net, you just instantly claim some test net tokens and bridge into Neutron with your um, uh, with your Atom, and you can play around and see what it feels like to uh, say you can get an advance in Am Atom. And we're going to be adding integrations as we go, even on testnet, so that people get a chance to see what it's like, even to to do a swap on Amatom. So there's an alpha for you uh, that's coming down the line pretty soon. Um, and uh, we're going to be um, uh, upgrading and redeploying with new improvements as we go as well, um, pretty quickly in the next few weeks. Uh, we're aiming for mainnet in Q3. Um, uh, sorry, Q1. Uh, in third month. Q1, um, but I'm um, not going to make promises because every time I do that, I end up kicking myself. Um, <laughs> but absolutely, we are we are really getting close to um, mainnet and we're really, really excited. So the more that people kind of play around with it, give us feedback, let us know what you think. Um, let us know which assets or strategies you'd like to see launched um, sooner rather than later, because we absolutely are listening to the feedback and the users and what they want and what they want to be able to use. Um, and if you're a builder, if you're doing a protocol, um, whether it's on Neutron or any other Cosmos ecosystem, if you're a, a DAP chain or you're building a DAP chain, again, we want to talk to you and hopefully help um, grow the pie, as they say. I just want to say um, for adam I've, I've we're all tied to adam somehow with the community whether it's developers community members uh you know protocol builders and leaders uh you know i'm very bullish on uh <clears throat> the community itself um let's start with the developers i think um you know i've been in talks with informal jihan is very brilliant um stry team has absolutely exceeded everyone's expectations um, Apollo, it's the talent coming from Terra and now into Neutron, like you cannot get more bullish than that. Amulet has been fantastic to work with. The community members, you know, we are highly opinionated, but we're like some of the most loyal community members in Cosmos. And every single one of us is tied to Adam somehow, especially the ones that have been here for several years. So I'm extremely bullish and enthusiastic, despite like the sentiment Adam is getting. Like if you look at the true value that we have here, like it's it's impossible for me to not be bullish on it so um yeah guys just you know change that sentiment and and be enthusiastic because there's a lot of good changes happening that's all i can say woof <laughs> yeah Cosmos. <laughs> yeah definitely agree plus one wolf um that i i, I can even say all that's right but definitely 100 percent echo everything that's just said um the very bullish app that adam and uh i think it has uh, Everything set up for DeFi on top of that to kind of really go parabolic from here. 
the, the fingers crossed everything kind of keeps going well. Um, quickly about Stride, uh, you guys should follow us on Stride Zone if you don't already um, to get the latest updates. Um, and then other than that, uh, uh, the, the main things to care about on the Stride side are the slushy up uh, airdrop going on right now. So if you all hold Tia, you're just in like more yield opportunity top that Tia, um, definitely take a look at the uh, Stride Out Zone um, slushy airdrop. Uh, and then the only other thing is uh, if you hold DYDX, take a look at the STDYDX airdrop as well. Uh, both these are pretty attractive right now um, and it should be uh, pretty interesting for anyone kind of looking to get more yield in their tokens. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to follow that on with a um, another ST tier um, promo. Um, so we've just launched our ST tier um, LP vault on Neutron. Um, it's a little different the way we're kind of running it. Um, basically, uh, you have to kind of... We have increased incentives now, but you have to stay in the vault to get the stride incentive later on. And if you leave the vault, those incentives basically go to everyone remaining in the vault. Um, so it kind of creates a bit of interesting game theory. We're then basically going to have the, the vault token um, paired with Apollo. Um, and the deposits are going to close in just over one week. So it's basically the only way it's going to be to get into the vault is going to be through the vault token. And every time someone leaves the vault, the each vault token gets um, a bigger share of the upcoming stride rewards. So, yeah, um, that's kind of our, our kind of first vault out that was a little bit different. Um, and then kind of from here, we're going to be launching our next kind of set of vaults and our volatility farming over the next kind of weeks and months. So, yeah, um, I think we've only been live just over um, just over a month now, um, a day or two over a month. So pretty, pretty early for us. Um, but, but yeah, lots coming up. So exciting times for, for us and, and very excited for, for Cosmos. Um, so thanks so much. Cool. I really appreciate you guys, you know, sharing the stage most importantly, and also giving out this info to the audience. If any of your teams need to reach out to me, you know, if you want me to do a tutorial, if you want to do a one-on-one -on -one space or anything like that, please just reach out. Let me know. I'm always happy to, uh, happy to work with you guys and get you get your content out there on as many platforms as possible. So just please let me know. Curious Jay, thanks for coming up, man. Appreciate you uh, popping in to help help keep the space on track. I, if, after the second question, I completely just ditched my my plan. We had everybody up here at the same time. Ended up being good though, ended up being good. Nice and efficient. People that were here for most of the time, you guys got, got, got a lot of info, lots of DeFi and useful apps building out in and around Cosmos. So, uh, yeah, everybody have a great day. Thanks again to the teams that joined. And um, yeah, happy to do this again sometime. Thanks, guys. Was... Thanks so much. Thanks for hosting, Joe. And Curious Jay for, for helping and serving them This is fantastic. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot we got a lot of apologists
jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Ten spaces.